Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore I Geek. I'm Andrew. I'm a bear. Yeah. But not that kind of... Wait, not that... Never mind. No, you actually just, might be that kind, too. Just just continue. Yep. Hey, I have lost 25 pounds since April. Yeah, but you're still furry as fuck. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I probably could lose an extra, like, two if I shaved. <laughs> that's disgusting. You're not necessarily wrong, but it's still disgusting. All right, everybody, so today we are going to be talking about... Our big news story is Patrick Stewart's return to Star Trek. Make it so. As well as returns, uh, a return by Chris Hardwick and a possible return for uh, James Gunn. At least a, at least a, a, a desired return. Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't know how likely it is to happen, but it, people definitely want it. Yeah, there's All a lot. All those stories are, are fucking crazy. They're just insane. Stop firing people. I'm tired of this. I just... Before we get angry, can we, can we just do the happy news first? Sure. Before I have to sure. get angry. Sure. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's coming back. Yeah. This is cool. So this at, is really cool. At, uh, a, at the Star Trek Vegas convention, uh, Patrick Stewart came out to announce that he will be returning as Captain Jean-Luc Picard for a new CBS All Access Star Trek show. Um, nice. Details are, are still kind of... Um, Non-existent. Yeah, but what we do know is that it is going to uh, pick up and follow Captain Picard after the existing uh, television and film canon. Yes, Prime Universe shit! Right. So, again, this is CBS now working very hard to expand the Prime Universe after the Kelvinverse uh, sucked balls. Yeah. Um, additional, so kind of in addition, this is in addition to the announcement of season two of Discovery, which, you know, for a little while, I was actually kind of curious if they were going to go forward with, I re I really enjoyed Discovery. Mm -hmm. Uh, Becky really got into it, but I was really kind of curious if they were going to go forward on it. Cause there were a lot of Star Trek fans who were very unhappy about, uh, not so much Discovery in and of itself, but the whole CBS all access thing. Yeah, just the way they went about it. I, I mean, the fans that I spoke to, I've yet to find a way to sit down and watch this thing. Uh, I heard mixed things. I heard people like liked it. I heard some people like meh. I heard some people hated it. But most of the people that I that I saw who hated it were like the YouTube critics. You know what I mean? Right. But m most people I spoke to were like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's Star it's Trek. Okay. It's Star Trek. It's fine. It's okay. Um, I, 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 did you run across anyone who went like, whoa, this is awesome? Because I never, I, I, I haven't run across a whoa, this is awesome. I heard it's good to it's okay. That's mostly what I ran into. I wouldn't go with it's awesome. I did really enjoy it, and especially certain parts of it. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I, I was probably more, a little more into it than most people. Um, okay. and, and our friend Ellen, her husband, Nate, Nate also really enjoyed it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's d season two of discovery. And then there's also, they've announced, uh, going to be what they call short treks, which is a, is going to be a four part kind of mini series with 10 to 15 minute episodes. I like that. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I probably the biggest news here is that, you know, Patrick Stewart is coming back and, and watching the announcement video on uh, Star Trek.com. You, know, you can see like Patrick Stewart comes out and kind of talks about how important he, he has discovered that Star Trek is, is to not only the fans, but to himself. Uh, he basically said, you know, I've been going, you know, people keep coming up to me all the time talking about how, how important Star Trek The Next Generation is to them. And then, you know, he said basically he went back and started rewatching the show uh, and 
admitted to watching episodes he'd never seen before, mm-hmm. which is kind of entertaining. Um, and then said, I'm glad he finally caught on that the Star Trek is important to other people. Like, I'm glad he, I mean, it's one thing for to have that self discovery, like, you know, you're an actor. I get that part because it's right. just a job, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad he finally caught on to the fact that it's important to other people. That's nice. Right. No, he's not, he's not pulling a, um, what's his, um, I am drawn a, um, Obi Wan. No, no, Obi-Wan oh. Kenobi. Oh, yeah. Why am I drawing a blank on this actor's name? Guinness? Yes. His man, Alec Guinness, hated Star Wars. <laughs> now, having said that, it made him a fucking butt-ton of money because he didn't take as big a a cut of the film originally, like up money up forward. He took a percentage. Oh, yes. Yeah, Alec Guinness took a... And, I mean, it was, it was like, one or, like one or one and a half percent. It was not big, but, I mean, when you make as much money at Star star wars yeah, did um yeah so patrick stewart is, is has said he's coming back and i mean he really looks like he is he's into it and he's in good shape that's the thing is he doesn't it's amazing how he's held up over 20 years since the last time he played that yeah, character. yeah like brent spiner doesn't look nearly that good no, no jonathan jonathan frakes looks good except he's gained weight he's gained he's gotten big that's what i was gonna say he's gotten big but he um, otherwise I, looks good he looks good uh you know i mean he's just he just looks older you know he's a little more grayer and his hair is thinned out a little bit yeah. but that that could be fixed. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thorne looks fantastic. Um, and Gates McFadden looks pretty good. Yeah. But uh, let me tell you, so we don't, like you said, we don't have any details about how this is going to go, what, what this is going to be. So let's do our favorite thing in all the universe, speculate like fuck. I, I imagine he is not going to be a starship captain. I am probably, what, I, what I'm hoping, what I think we're going to see, what, I, what I'd like to see is maybe a Patrick Stewart as like an ambassador Picard kind of, you remember during the series they would, they would do future flashbacks. Yep. And it was always ambassador Picard. Not Admiral. It was never like I don't think he was ever Admiral Picard, right? In any of the future. Uh, yeah, he was. Folks. Well, he was. He, w- which... he was the um, the one where Riker's the captain of the Enterprise, and they're trying to um, treaty with the Romulans. That was like all in Riker's head, right? It, it was, was a it was a hologram, but yeah. Hologram, yeah, yeah. So that was like I would I imagine this is going to be an Ambassador Picard just going all over the place like i imagine we're going to be moving around and we're not going to see um he won't be stationed on one ship and i imagine it will be kind of that's what i would i would speculate and then we'll see kind of the other star trek characters from the series pop in and out from those those three next gen i, I don't know what what do people how do people categorize next gen deep space nine and voyager do we do they, do they categorize them all in kind of the uh, next gen bubble next yeah, gen i mean i always think of them kind of as as the three contiguous series Right. Do they, does it have a name? Do they have a pithy name? For Not it? that I'm aware of. We should work on that. We should. That would. We, could be, we could be. But, we could be trendsetters. Oh yes. But that's what I would imagine. Like, like I imagine. I know Avery Brooks has kind of given up on acting. So and he, and it also Cisco died, <laughs> or vanished, or became a god. I don't know. Um. But I imagine you know like the you know Jameway and certainly Tim Russ. We will see Tim Russ. He's coming back. <laughs> There's no way he's not coming back. He does. He's such a Star Trek hoe. He's coming back. The guy did like what? Five fan films? Yeah, like he's... four dollars? <laughs> like he's coming back. Yeah, he's done a lot. Um, no, you actually know. That's what I'm. You know what I want to see? I don't think this is where it's going to go, but you know what I'd love to see? Patrick Stewart on some kind of archaeological adventure. Because mm. that was always a part of the character. Yeah. And it, it one of my like favorite like non-important episodes is the one where they go like on the archaeological search and end up finding all the alien dna oh yes 
what I didn't realize also is that the alien DNA they find when it finally displays like the hologram, mm-hmm. the actress who plays that hologram is the same actress who does the changeling, the founder leader. Right. Yeah. Um, and it actually looks like one of the found like the founders. I don't think that was right. intentional. No, I imagine that was just kind of coincidence. Yeah, but I I I didn't realize that was the same actress until uh, I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago with but Becky. That was a cool. That was the one where Picard meets his like mentor, who's like an archaeologist. And, yeah. And they're and they're bouncing around, and the Cardassians, the Romulans, the Klingons, and I'm, I imagine someone else was a part of this. We're all and and, and the humans were all looking following the, the these breadcrumbs, and it turns yep. out that the primary races of the galaxy all have a common ancestor, and they're all like, "Fuck that." <laughs> just walk, let's never speak of this again. Yeah, I love I love that episode. I was always amazed they never worked with that more. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I would I would like to see. I, I, I'm not going to try and uh, raise my hopes on this one, but no. I, I, I'm curious to see where they go with it. No, there, but there's some good Captain Picard archaeology episodes. There's that one. There's when he goes to Holiday on Ryza and the first time they introduce Vosh. Yes. And then there's... The Taksu Todd episode. Is that yep. it? Yep. And then yep. there's another one. Um, no, actually, that the yeah, and then there's the one I'm getting to now, Gambit Part 1 and 2, where he ends up joining... He, he plays... He takes on the name of his former mentor, Galen, mm-hmm. and then he basically plays like a criminal archaeologist, and they're like treasure hunting around the galaxy looking for parts of this this Vulcan weapon. Oh, yeah. And it was like some Romulan was trying to use it to like yeah. blow Vulcan up or something. Yeah, that yep. was a good one. Yeah. That was fun. It's literally but- the next two episodes Becky and I have to watch, and I'm like, ooh, yeah. Here's what we need to have, is we need the old... Picard beard. Remember how they? Oh yeah, the the goatee. The goatee or the big like bushy beard that he had. Because sometimes when they would do like older Picard, they give him a beard. Yeah. I please tell me we're gonna get Picard beard. (laughs) I want Picard beard so bad. Yeah. So bad. I'm pretty. I'm excited about this. And also, this is gonna be woke as fuck. This is just like like the next gen and did you ever see the honest trailers of next gen i don't think so they, like honest trailers did it did a uh honest trailer for next gen and they did this whole sequence of like how woke star trek was <laughs> it's like oh you think that was woke just you wait this is gonna be great i can't wait yeah i'm just i'm, I'm really excited with everything they're trying to do with star trek you know like there's a sudden outburst of um content well some of it i know has to do so after cbs purchased um paramount and then got Star Trek. They went and they did the Kelvin Universe films. Yeah. And basically, Star Trek was put on hold until after those were done. And so since they've been sitting on them, especially because those took forever to come out. Yeah. Like, there was a long, were, there was like a four-year gap in between each of the films. Like, it was yeah, longer the, than normal. The first one was 2009. Yeah. Um. So with that, you know, they, they really... I thought we were getting one more Kelvin movie, though. I, I thought they, we were there has been one. discussions about this, but... From yep. what I understand, the contract specified three films, and then they got opened up. Right. So, like, CBS has really been diving into doing Star Trek again, and doing it as a television series, because the films are okay, but they just don't... They don't, they don't work. Certainly not to the same extent the television show works. And I just don't... I just never agreed with the way they went about it. I, did, I, did I ever tell you my theory of how they should have gone about with this? Is rather than... I don't know if I mentioned this before. Rather than reboot the franchise, I would... It was specifically with Kirk doing Kirk stories, I wouldn't 
personally mind if they just kept Kirk and that cast in the Prime universe and just recast the actors, kind of the way you do a James Bond film. I really wouldn't have had a problem with that. And you as you know that there's enough time in between the end of the series and the first movie that you could fit something in there. Like, you could fit stuff in between those and just tell different stories. Well, honestly, I think... I, I, I think what you you and I talked this many years ago. I think the best option really would have been is do something between the end of Star Trek Six and the beginning of Next Gen because there's like ninety years right yes. of Star Trek in there that we just we'd never touch. Right, I agree with that, but I'm just saying if let's say you were gonna do Kirk, like you were you were locked in on doing sure. the Kirk Enterprise, I would rather them do a James Bond style where they just kind of recast them and just set the stories in there again and again. Sure. And then, but but if that weren't if you could take a step back and say, okay, let's say we're not going to do Kirk, which I'm going to find with, I would agree with you. I would love to have seen a movie about the, the Kinemer event. I would love to have seen that. That would be great. Yeah, like, literally like, the only thing we've ever gotten out of that that chunk of time was the episode Yesterday's Enterprise and the Battle of Narendra mm-hmm. 3. Right, and, and we don't even like, get to movie, see it. We just know what happened. Right, and then you get a little bit with kind of the Worf backstory, like when when, when, Worf, when the Worf stories, when they kind of, when he's trying to fight, when they're like blaming his dad for the Kinemer stuff, you get kind of, yeah, but even Jordy that's only explains, even explains that's only like kind of, fifteen years before, fifteen twenty years before. Right. Oh, I'm just talking specifically Kinemer. That's the one I've always wanted to see. But like the other stuff, you're right. There's a huge chunk of stuff you could do that. Yeah. Would be fine. The thing is, even you could throw like probably couldn't throw Shatner in there because he was in the stupid Nexus thing, that <sighs> terrible plot device. God, I hated that. But like, you, you wanted to bring some of the other guys, and you could have when they were like alive. Now they're not, so you know. Right. Bummer. Just recast them. I'm not against recasting them. Like, I'm really not. There's nothing wrong with recasts. It's pretend people, actors. Right. Okay. All right. You want to move on to getting angry now? Oh my God, I'm already getting angry. I was getting worked up. This is a great transition. Yeah, let's do this. All right. So let's start with uh, let's start with Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Boy, how did that pan out for everybody? Well, it panned out okay for Chris, I guess. I think honestly, I think it panned out pretty well for. Pretty much everyone, honestly. I would say, I, I, okay, I want to hear this one. Go ahead. So, so uh, AMC has reinstated uh, Chris Hardwick as the host of Talking Dead. Um, there is still n- no real word as to his other shows. The the game show he hosts for eight for ABC or CBS or whomever. Uh, there's a game show he hosts, and there's another show he was kind of hosting. Um, really, all all Hardwick seems to have lost out on is. Uh, um, the Comic Con stuff. Yeah, it? his San Diego Comic Con panels, but you know what? He's done them before, so. Uh, yeah, I imagine he'll be back next year. Yeah. Um, no, the way I see it, we're having worked out. So obviously, Hardwick is back. Um, and quite honestly, you know, the, the person in question who's making the accusations, you know, she kind of stated up front, like, I need to get this off my chest. And she did. And then after everything that happened, she's basically come out and made a second statement saying, I said my piece. And I'm moving on. Like, she's not making a big deal at, like, throwing a fit about it. She says she has evidence, but she's choosing to just, you know, she's, she said she said her piece and she's moving on. So if she's content with that, then, then by all means. Right. I mean, to me, there were two options. Either, either show your evidence and make this more of a big deal or just be done with it. And she chose to be done with it. Yeah, I see this a little bit differently. I thought this was a mistake. Firing or suspending Chris Hardwick from the beginning, I think, was a mistake. I am given you've had Hardwick, Roseanne, Gunn to a a certain extent, and then kind of tangentially not geek related, uh, the Papa John. 
John's guy, and then somewhat Dan Harmon. I'm just, and then and then you had that New York Times editorial board person who all 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 five six people have said various degrees of, of stupid stuff. I am uh, I'm of the opinion of the of the journalist Robbie Suave from Reason that I'm tired of the firing stuff because it we what this is created is a incentive for everyone on every side if you don't like someone to freak out take get someone fired and then when the dust settles and it turns out oh there really wasn't anything there uh, you could just go back to the status quo yeah and see i'll agree i'll agree with you to insane. an ex to an extent i think roseanne is the exception there roseanne actually said something racist she did but again i based on what other comics said and have spoken to her and her apology i agree i i believe her that she did not know valerie jared was black she thought she was making fun of another jew and so i think i wouldn't have gone fire roseanne either i, I would say all, all of them i'm tired of of everyone getting fired just based on no see, see no i don't, I don't agree that you, i don't agree that you get a pass just because you're stupid and don't know don't realize something i i, I again i'm fine i'm fine with, i wouldn't have fired her i think she apologized for it she didn't know and based on what people close to her said particularly rogan um i'm gonna go with with their because again i'm not close to her so i'm gonna go with what what they've said that said with the specifically with the hardwick thing i think dystra comes out looking really bad here uh, i think you're and it's fine you can i think you're being a little more generous to her than i would be i think her credibility is pretty darn shot between hardwick releasing the text messages that were on tmz and between again people coming out and defending him and then her choosing not to participate in the investigation that amc conducted and then used some sort of firm that has been a part of the kind of they call them like the me too investigators sure i'm not i can't remember what they're called now i, I heard the name like this morning uh the fact that she didn't do that i found her statements on on it like the one she released on twitter when he was reinstated fairly suspect and, and almost disingenuous and i think that this is kind of what, what burns my ass about this is that you're going to go ahead and do something like this uh write this medium thing again with no evidence just accusation pass it on i think she passed it on to her boyfriend that got circulated everyone was like well you're talking about chris hardwick the mess we watched ensued and then when it came down to put brass tacks to brass tacks you choose not to uh participate all under the guise of i just want to get this off my chest forgive me for just being highly skeptical of, of these kind of claims. Maybe she wants to work with Rain, the, um, what does Rain stand for? Rape and Incest, Incest National Network or something. The, the, they're a high profile, like, uh, victim support group. Great, work with them. A lot of people work with them. A lot of high profile celebrities work with them, like, um, who's the guy who did Sandman? The comic, um. Oh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman works with them, right? And, and Charlize Theron works with them. They, they, if you go to their website, you see those people there as supporters. Great. But but given the way this all played out, to me it appears that the and I understand Hardwick's married into the into the into the Hearst family, so he's not hurting for money. I, I checked his net worth, it's eleven million. In, in when you when this plays out the way it has, it looks like he was the victim here. Because I don't I don't see credibility on her end. Yeah, I mean it, it I mean it may have I'm not saying it didn't hurt her credibility, I'm just saying Right, I mean, we're not like, I don't think... Well, here's what's happened, is for some people, her credibility is shot to hell. And for others, she's a hero. 
Sure. That, that's what happens here in these, these kind of things. My whole point is, if you are going to do anything like specifically, because what separates the, 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 the Rosannes and the James Gunns and the, and the Dan Harmons is they're getting shellacked for kind of dumb things they have done themselves. Right, things they have actually said that we have record of. Right. This one's very different. It is an accusation with claim of evidence, and then when asked to pony up a, a level of obfuscation that I find highly suspect, and but yet there are still punitive actions here. Like I just said, when this is all said and done, when it's all put together, to me, it looks like the victim here was actually hardware. Now, granted, he'll probably recover from this because our, what, how long did this take? Two months? Month and a half? Yeah, something like that. And something like that. I mean, just like, come on, our long national nightmare is now over. I, it just, th this, that, that's what burns my ass the most. It's like, we, we go through this kind of flagellance of, of rage and virtue signal, uh, sound and fury signifying nothing. And that, to me, is not productive. No, but I mean, it, it's done. Like, we're not still trying to, we're not still trying to fight over it. No, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certainly done. Boy, I, I did not know who the hell these two people were in June. I'm looking forward to never dealing with them ever again. Yeah, as I've said, I've, I've been aware of Chris Hardwick, and I am, in theory, impressed by, like, what he is, you know, like turned the podcast and stuff into, but like I've listened to, Ner I've, I've watched Nerdist and I'm not at all impressed by it. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. I think I listened to one episode and it was their interview with George R. R. Martin. I don't even know if Hardwick was on that episode. I wouldn't have been able to tell you. And I had forgotten Homeboy was on Singled Out. Totally forgot that. Do you remember that show with Jenny McCarthy, the vaccine denying lady? I mean, vaguely. Yeah, it wasn't good. It's just, again, I'm. I'm it's a, it was an happy. MTV game show. Of course it wasn't good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there, but there's just the fact that it had McCarthy and this dude on it. I completely forgot about that. Or at least that he was on. I remember McCarthy on it. But yeah. I mean, just, just think of the quality things that MTV has given our universe you know i used to be really into real world for like two years in high school yeah so was i um yeah. i think i think at some point everyone is yeah you know but like i'll never forget <laughs> real world vegas <laughs> oh those people were crazy but yeah i mean like you know they've, they've basically given us a whole lot of nothing so yeah and now they don't even play music videos anymore so oh god no yeah the one that's more interesting to me is the James Gunn thing, because that was a dumpster fire from the beginning. Like, do, do you remember how that whole thing started? Like, that was the weirdest thing. It was like Gunn wasn't even initially attached to this. Basically, this actor, who's Mark Duplis. Duplis? Do you know this actor's name? Do you know this actor? Have you ever heard of him? No, so Mark. literally this whole thing snuck up on me like... I found out about it As basically it like, you know, like right after it all happened. I was just like, where did this come from? Right, it's just crazy and i had a friend of mine hit me up and kind of give me the backstory and then i looked into it so this actor named mark duplis or i don't even know if i'm saying the guy's name right because i've never heard of this dude before again it's it's always people i don't care about puts on twitter to something to the effect of i'm going to paraphrase because i'm not going to quote it's not in front of me hey fellow liberals if you want to reach across an aisle consider following ben shapiro i don't agree with anything he says but he's a genuine guy and then mark gets blasted on twitter by people of his same political ilk, basically going after Shapiro and going after him to the point where I think in an hour the guy deletes the tweet and then within a day, like, I don't exactly know the, the specific timeline, apologizes for suggesting people follow Ben Shapiro. Shapiro, who just had, was not a party to any of this, is like, whoa, what's going on? I went from a, a, a guy with genuine intentions to the worst racist, sexist, homophobe bigot on the planet. Gunn jumps in somewhere along the lines here and says something to the effect of, at least the one that I saw him say was, oh, even Ben Shapiro's mom shouldn't follow Ben Shapiro. So he's piling on on this. Then somewhere along the lines, other right-wing provocateurs, not a 
associated with Shapiro and somewhat linked with the alt-right, but again, that, that term's used so broadly, it's it, I don't know really who's part of it. Basically find a bunch of gun tweets where he makes all sorts of crazy bizarre jokes uh they highlight the the kind of pedo ones something to the effect of like oh i just watched uh expendables three and fucked the, the eight-year-old next to me or something like that uh and then there was a punchline i don't remember they're all weird and bizarre they're all really dumb is what they really are yeah they're not they're not that funny um they disney sees this and then tanks them so and, and these are one of those things where it's like i go really and uh, my suspicion and, and no one's been able to confirm this is that i'm i think some people don't think but i think disney knew about the tweets and said to him like we'll hire you it's fine but if, if this ever becomes an issue you know we'll we'll, we'll part ways I, I have a feeling that was that might have been part of it might not have been but now he's been fired uh, a couple weeks later or now we're a couple weeks into this a new national crisis and the cast of guards of the galaxy have this open letter it's fairly lengthy not interested in reading it right now we'll link to it somewhere but basically everyone from uh, cooper Sean Gunn, Vin Diesel, Zoe Salad, Saldana, Dana, Saldana, David Bautista, uh, everyone there uh, signs it. And now we've got, as recently as today, our, uh, Kurt Russell coming out and saying, hey, it's, it's, it's a shame that Disney bust. I don't think he's going to be refired. I, I rehired. I, I'd like him to be. Uh, I, I just don't think this is this is how people should lose jobs. And again, I say this on, on on principle. Not a big James Gunn fan. Not a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Not even a big fan of some of his other work. But this is just this has gotten to the point of silly, and I would just like it to stop. Yeah, I, I mean this this one certainly kind of got out of hand, and it's, like I said, it's, it really came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of part of my thing on this is just like. I kind of understand in part where Disney's coming from sure. in that they've got a very family-friendly image they want to maintain, and these are very unfamily-friendly tweets that suddenly get drug out into, you know, into into the light, and they say, oh, fuck it, we're, like, not dealing with this. I, mean, I, 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 I kind of really think that's how it, how it is, is, like, I'm sure there are people at Disney who knew about this beforehand. I'm also equally certain it's not, like, the absolute, like, higher-ups and when 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 it comes out like that, I mean, it's Disney. They're gonna stomp out any garbage fire that starts up in their backyard as soon as humanly possible. Sure. And look, Disney's well within their rights to this. I it just when I think about the pragmat aspect of it, I can't, especially because these tweets were deleted and they were a decade old. Some some of them were a decade. I mean, the, we're talking about jokes about Expendables three. How sure. when did that when did that come out? I can't imagine a lot of family following the James Gunn tweet or even like giving a crap who the director is behind the camera. So I get where Disney's coming from. You're right. They want to stamp out any garbage fire they can. My my point is, I have a feeling this garbage fire would have put itself out in a week and we would have forgotten about it by the time Guardians 3 came out. And it, this would not have been a situation similar to, uh, let's say, um, the Nat Turner movie or or uh, a Casey Affleck film or a, a Mel Gibson movie where they are truly front and center of, of the film and then in the lead up to the movie coming out, all this stuff hits the press, right? We've seen this pattern again and again and again. It happened with Travolta. It happened with... Uh, some of the Casey Affleck movie, have Louis C.K.'s movie. Yeah, although I will, I, don't, I will I don't say, think this would have happened. I will say, James Gunn is probably more out in front of the Guardians films than a lot of the other directors are. It probably is. I don't know to what extent, but I, do you really think enough that the average public would know who he was? If you, if I, I don't think so. I no, think that's a... no. But what I think Disney's trying to avoid is is when it makes it onto the local, you know, news affiliate. 
saying, you know, director of Guardians of the Galaxy two or one and two did these these tweets not putting into context disney's gonna fucking shit themselves and that's what they did and they knee jerked sure sure i would agree that now but i guess what i'm saying is all right imagine let's let's imagine going flash forward when guardians 3 comes out let's say it comes out in 2020 i don't know when it's scheduled would you imagine that that would that those stories would reappear i i have a feeling we'd we'd easily forget about those no i have a feeling i have a feeling they would come back I don't. I don't know. I. I don't think unless the kind of alt righty types made another full court press to, to to sabotage it. But I don't. I. I'm skeptical that that would be it. That would be the case. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that it would. Where I see it coming back is like the press tour. Yeah, but oh man, who the heck pays attention? Unless unless you said something crazy during a press tour. No, but no, no, I, but I think I don't know why. They no, but they that. send they send you know directors out for this they kind do. of stuff, especially like someone like Gunn, because I know he's he did a lot for the last two films. Sure. You know, they send him out, and that I feel like that's going to come up because it up until you know bef- before the movie, this is going to be like the last big news story he's involved in. Yeah, but don't send him out. I mean, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like, could, do you really think Disney had no other option than to hammer this guy? I, I what no. I'm saying is, I think there were better options where they could. They wouldn't have to shit can this guy, and this story, new story really would not be as big as it's. It's only big right now because he's still fired. That's what kills me, right? I have a feeling that this would have gone the Dan Harmon way of him creating this bizarre baby rapist sketch, the baby rapist with a heart of gold. No one's really talking about it anymore. I mean, the latest. If I right, but if if I, keep, keep in mind reason. again, this it's Disney. Disney isn't going to be passive about it. They're going to be proactive. I understand. Like I understand their ability. Well, I guess what I'm saying is they had. I think they have other options where we just won't have to do firing people over stupid. Again, like yeah, I'm looking at the Dan Harmon thing. Okay, so yeah, it's just the last. The last thing is like yesterday in from the Tremont Herald. I mean, this Harmon's not making the news anymore. I don't think Gunn would have made the news. Again, I get. I get your point. I, I take your point about it, it's Disney. That's what Disney does. Great. I, I. All I'm saying is that there are better options that I wish Disney would have even. Humor murder attempted that's that's really my my point about it sure the Harmon thing i i, I almost hesitate to talk about because it's already kind of over in my it, it, as it, it appears it's just that he had that stupid sketch he deleted his twitter you just understand something about dan Harmon. he is kind of a crazy person this is the dude who got canned from community for being crazy and there's all there's all sorts of controversy about how he behaves in the writer's room i guess the the big the big story to me is and and absent you know disney chicaning someone you know in in their right is this all started from a dude some actor i've never heard of just saying hey follow somebody who disagrees with you he it's he's a genuine person and and to promote this kind of a cross-channel discussion that's what got lost in this whole thing like we don't really do politics on the podcast i do that on another podcast I, i make an effort to talk to people who i disagree with because it's healthy right you you don't demonize the other side you don't say crazy things when you know who you're talking about and the fact that that's been the part that's gotten lost we're we're more wrapped up in james gunn being fired and we're not even giving it appears to me that no one's giving much in the way in credence of you know what the the part that the, the real the real kind of tragedy the real kind of victim in the whole thing 
is civility has just basically been eviscerated at the altar of virtue signaling. That, to me, is the real tragedy. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I hit a point where, you know, th- these these people in these companies are going to do what they're going to do, and yeah. I just, I'm yeah. not, well, I'm not taking the, the hard, the hard line that you are on, on it. Right, I mean, I agree with you, and it, like, I'm, 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 like... I'm, I, I told you, I told you, and you, I'm more impressed at how spun up you and Tracy got over things you don't care, especially things that you don't, you personally don't care about. Sure. No, and I agree. You're right in that respect that I don't give that much of a crap about James Gunn. I am more concerned in the broader implications of baseless accusations without uh, evidence being firing people of because of, of virtue signaling or because of dumb things they have said 10 years ago of of the of the concept of that just bringing up the idea that you should consider following someone from the other side of the political aisle is so toxic that it causes someone to delete their twitter account and and then or no it's not delete the code, but delete their post and, and I'm not on Twitter very often, delete their post and then issue an apology. That's the kind of stuff that worries me more than anything. It's, it's, be, it's beyond the, the confine or the, the, the um, interests of this particular podcast. Th- that's what gets, I imagine that's what gets Tracy spun up. I don't know. Right, without, like, without putting words in her mouth, right. Right. But I, 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 and I haven't spoken to Tracy in a little while. I, I kind of wish we had her here because I'd be interested in what her take is on this. But that's basically my perspective. And you're entirely right. From the beginning, to the I, I support the freedom of association. You want to fire or hire anyone for whatever reason, you have that right. The government should have no business interfering with that. And I would like at least a level of that mentality to be spread throughout the, cult, the culture at why uh, at large. And it appears that we're going the other direction. That's that's the one thing that gets me worried. Other than that, I, I, I there's nothing for me to add. Yeah, and my level of give a shit about people I already don't give a shit about is just almost non-existent. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I get that. I get it totally. All right, man. So what have you been into this week? So remember I talked about my boxing match? Yeah, did you get your ass beat? Well, so it was supposed to happen this... So it's been postponed because my opponent is just not ready. Like, he he stopped training for a couple weeks. I've been training. I've been sparring. My coach has been training me, and he's tra- he's got a championship fight with his fighter coming up in August, this month. So we've been working. He's been, we, it's been a big scramble. My opponent was supposed, it was supposed to happen the 28th. He pushes it back to what, was gonna, what would have been this coming Friday. We were supposed to box at the same weight, 190. So a week out, I weigh myself, I'm 193. I've lost about 23 pounds. My lowest was 191, right? So I've lost at best 25 pounds since April. I, I call him up and I go, hey, what's going on? How much do you weigh? And he gives me like a ton of excuses. Like, I don't want to do it at my gym. I don't want to do it there. I'm worried about how much I weigh. He's like, well, you got to weigh yourself. And it's like, I, he's like, because if you're 205, it's not a hard weight cut. You're going to have to really focus on it, but you could, you could weight cut in a week, 15 pounds, doable. And he turns out to be 212. So he's a full 20 pounds heavier than me. And I'm like, bro, if you think for a second I'm going to do full speed boxing with someone 20 pounds heavier than me, you are crazy. Like People don't understand how important weight is in combat sports. It's a huge deal. So he's going to... We've, he's got his kind of last chance now is he's got another month to try and get down to 190 which is doable very doable believe it or not if you if you but that's that's been that situation I, I I've said from the beginning I don't think this is happening and it's just this has led me to believe more and more it's probably not happening other than that, I saw a couple. I've been. I watched Attack on Titan on on Netflix. I, I, what amazes me, Attack on Titan, is I don't really like it, but it's structured in a way where you go, "What the hell does that mean?" Oh, now I gotta watch the next episode. Right? It's, it's amazing <laughs> at that. 
It's am- it's amazing. What is that? We gotta watch the next episode. I'm gonna watch. I'm just. I'm watching the show. Just every episode going. What is the? What is going on? I'm gonna have to watch more now. And and that's. It was amazing. Other than that, my world has just been subsumed. Uh, subsumed with Warhammer 2 Total War. I I really love that game. I love the Total War series. It's just I have nice. the opportunity. Yeah, no, 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 it's been fairly uneventful. Let's see. Um, I've got one episode left on the first season of The Wire, and they're def- ah. they're definitely doing the like, hey, you need to watch the next episode thing because it's like a couple of the, the cliffhangers. You're like, well, fuck, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really enjoying that. Uh, I didn't realize that they don't like keep going with the same case for the next four seasons. Oh yeah, that does. Jack. And I'm I'm a little I'm a little disappointed by that. Although I'm sitting here kind of going, is this like a like a proto version of True Detective? Mm-hmm. Which is another show I need to go back and rewatch because I watched like the first four episodes of the first season. And was like, fuck, this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, a little bit a little bit of. Uh, bad news for me. Actually, a couple bits of bad news. So last weekend, Becky and I went to Raleigh Supercon, which we had a blast. Um, Your con was much nicer than the one I went to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, got pictures of Malcolm with John Barrowman, which was a lot of fun. He was great. So, like, you know, you go to a convention, like, you know, celebrities are sitting behind their tables. And even if they're greeting people and being friendly, they're still sitting behind the table. Yeah. No, John Barrowman is out in front of the table greeting everybody. Chatting up with people. Yeah. That's just, cool. Yeah, it was it was great. And, like, like, I understand why his fans love him so much for this kind of stuff. <laughs> so we did that. Um, Becky got some other autographs. She got uh, Lou Ferrigno. <clears throat> Because um, Becky did uh, deaf education for a long time, and uh, Lou Ferrigno is significantly hard of hearing, uh, like not not from like some kind of like loss of hearing, but like from from I think from from birth. Yeah, I think he was born that way. Um, and then I cannot remember the actress's name, but she did the voice of Belle in the original um, Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Um, Becky's you know big Disney fanatic. By the and, way, speaking uh, of that, have you watched Defunct Land on YouTube? Have you gotten a chance to watch that? No, Becky wants to check it out. We haven't had a chance to. Yeah, I just I'm in. I don't know why the guy's on season two, and I'm just like stuck on this guy's channel. Like I don't even like Disney parks that much, but I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's that, and then uh, I got an I got an autograph from Jim Starlin. I got to talk to Peter David for a few minutes. Uh, he, it, yeah, that was great. He was also he was wearing. I didn't realize it until I went up to his booth. He was wearing a uh, T-shirt from Changing Hands, which is a Phoenix uh, bookstore that I really like. My my parents go there all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about two miles from their house. So that that's a, that was fun because like you know Peter David lives in New York, so we get mm-hmm. to talk about that for a minute. Um, and then driving home from Raleigh to uh, to Virginia, uh, we hit a fucking deer. Mm. Well, at least you had dinner that night. And that was a little deer. Um, so Becky's better. car's in the shop, and Ooh. then uh, Monday eat evening i find out no sorry it was it was tuesday evening i find out the the contract to sell my house has fallen through oh jesus yeah so uh thankfully so we're in kind of been in kind of a scramble um short answer is my my douchebag nazi neighbors and their homeowners association combined with uh va loans and their rules screwing me uh are the cause mm-hmm. on an unrelated note my my those same neighbors uh stole my trash can <laughs> It's right. fu- it, it's funny. So so Becky got a hold of the board member, or one of the board members, and you know he did some quote unquote investigation and and said it was someone. It was a neighbor who wasn't a board member, just very active. And I'm going, it's the same douchebag who got Donnell's car towed. I'm almost certain. Oh yeah. I'm almost certain that's who it is because that guy and I have just never gotten along. So th- there's a there's a little like 
wooded kind of communal area across the street from my house. So whomever did it drug my trash can back in there and chained it up with like four other trash cans that they use for landscaping debris. Mm -hmm. So I went, I went to Home Depot, bought my ass a set of bolt cutters, go in the rain to unlock it. To you know to, to free it and they'd already unlocked it. I was so pissed. I was so pissed that they had denied me vengeance. Yeah, right. That's just ugh. right. Like if, if I didn't have to deal with them to sell the house, I would have just gone and like cut the ch the cut the chain. Even though they'd freed it, just cut the chain into like little six inch pieces. But mm -hmm. I still got to deal with these idiots. So so that, yeah, that's between the wire that and I've been uh, rewatching a little bit of Clone Wars last night because I still really enjoy that show. Um. Yeah. Other than that. You know, I mean, it's been nice because, like, as much as I love them, all my family is now gone. Mm -hmm. So, like, the house is quiet. We can Always relax. Um, I can do battle with the fucking ants that somehow keep getting into the house. Oh, my God. That's the worst. Yeah. But, like, I don't have to stay up till 11 o'clock hanging out and talking with my family. Like, again, I love them, but, like, it's nice to just be able to, to relax a little bit. So. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's about it. All right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head over to thereforegeek.com. You can check out our blog posts and our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. <laughs> so once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Dude. And you've been listening to Therefore a Geek.